So today we are going to take a look at the next theme in our Advent study, and it is peace. Welcome to Hope for the Ruri Christian Woman. I'm so glad you're here. Have you struggled with feelings of anxiety, panic, fear, and despair because life is just too hard? Are you tired of feeling like you're desperately trying to claw your way out of a pit of hopelessness? Do you want a relationship with God that is deep, real, and intimate? Something to give you the hope that you need to keep trusting God? Well, take a deep breath. I got you. If you're struggling to trust God because life is so stinking hard, if you feel like there's no hope, no way out, and no point in even praying about it anymore, if you are weary from the struggle and trying to do all the things and just want something to go right in your life, or at least for it not to get worse, this is the podcast for you. I want you to know that as long as God is on the throne, it's not time to throw in the towel. There is hope and rest for your weary heart, even when everything in your life is going wrong. How do I know that? Because I found it. Hey there, I'm Latoya Edwards, and I'm no stranger to hard times. But after walking through decades of hard times, I was so weary in my soul, and I felt like I was trapped in a pit of despair. I was frustrated, angry, and hopeless, and I was tired of waiting on God. I was overwhelmed, burnt out, and spiritually exhausted. Turns out, that's exactly where I needed to be to hear from God. During a season of forced rest, I learned more about my identity in Christ and how I was created to connect with Him. And then I was able to start my journey that led from a soul full of despair to being able to say, it is well with my soul. And I even learned how to enjoy life and dream again despite the difficult circumstances of my life. And guess what? You can too. You can find the strength you need to keep going even when things continue to get worse. The peace you need in your mind to stop being overwhelmed with negative thoughts and emotions. You don't have to stay weary. If that sounds like something you need, you're in the right place. I can't wait to help you find renewed faith, a peaceful mind, and restored hope. Let's get to work. And we're going to look at a passage of scripture that is probably one of my favorites in the Bible. And we're going to look at when Jesus calms the sea. And you can find this in Matthew 8 and Mark 4. Today, we're going to go to Mark um, to read. And then we're going to talk a little bit about peace and what that looks like um, for us and what it doesn't look like. So in Mark chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 35, and I want to kind of just set the scene really quickly, some context. Um, in this chapter, we see that Jesus is teaching. He's um, given the parable of the sower and explained it, and he's working with the disciples, and they have been ministering and serving, and now the day has come to an end, and they're looking for you know, a chance to kind of get away and rest and prepare for, you know, what's what's coming up in, in the next days. And we're going to pick up here uh, Mark chapter four, verse 35. And again, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. So if it sounds a little bit different from your text, it's probably because we have different translations. On that day, when evening came, he, Jesus, said to them, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. Uh, Your Bible might say, Peace, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they became very much afraid and said to one another, Who is this? Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And so that was Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. And this is where we're going to kind of camp out a little bit to just really quickly look at 
peace and what that means and what it doesn't mean. And so if you know me, I like to start with definitions. And so when I look at the word peace or hush, depending on um, you know the translation that you're looking at in the Bible, I find that it, it's a noun, right? It's a, a state of being, um, rest, quietness, um, security, safety, all of these things that um, are wrapped up in this word peace. And isn't this just something that we so desire when things are hard and we're walking through seasons of trials um, or lack or pain or suffering of any kind? We just want peace, right? We want rest. We want a moment of quiet. We want to feel secure. We want to feel safe. And I think as children of God, we, we know, or at least we should know, that the only place that we can find all of those things is in Jesus. But we don't do that often. Um, I know for myself personally, I am a recovering perfectionist and a recovering control freak. And so peace, as the Bible defines it, is very hard for me because I want to do all the things. I want to fix it. I want to have the solutions. I want it on my timetable, exactly the way that I thought of it in my mind. And God usually doesn't work that way. Um, I can't think of a single time when God has done what I told him to do exactly the way that I outlined it for him. You know, how dare he? Um, But it just doesn't work out the way that we think it should. And I often struggle with finding that rest and feeling secure and finding that safety because I don't really understand peace. Um, and what that looks like and and how to get there. And so if we look at this passage in the Bible, I want to point out just a couple of things about the disciples. And one is that they, for people that spend all day long with Jesus, they seem to spook really easily. I noticed that, Um, you know, Jesus himself is taking a nap. Like he's worked hard, he's been serving, and he is asleep. And the disciples are losing their minds. (laughs) They're up there looking at the wind, looking at the waves, and they are losing it because they think they're going to die. You know, Lord, don't you care that we're about to die, they say, when they finally wake him up. And it's so funny to me because the first thing that Jesus says to them is, let us go to the other side, right? He gets in the boat and he, you know, he's like, listen, let's go over there. And then he goes to sleep. And so I just wonder... Why, if Jesus has said to them, we're going over there, why are they freaking out over the storm, right? Jesus has said, here's what's going to happen. We're going over there. We're going to get in the boat and we're going to go over there. And he's gone to sleep. And instead of trusting in the word of their teacher, they're looking at situation, they're looking at the circumstance and they're losing their minds. I'm so guilty of this where God will speak to me clear as day right? He will say, listen, take heart, right? I know things are hard, but I've overcome the world. Or he'll say, you know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says all of these things, you know, we find it in scripture. And then when the storms come, when we're in the middle of it, we're like the disciples. We forget, we forget what God has promised. We forget that he's right there with us. And we start freaking out. We don't feel secure. We don't feel safe. We don't have peace because we are ignoring what God is trying to say to us. And this is what I think the message is for this passage of scripture, right? Jesus gets up and just basically goes outside and goes, shh. And that's it, right? The wind stops. Everything is calm. Everybody's cool. And they go on about their, you know, their evening. And he's like, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And I feel like I've heard God ask that 
you know, that same question to me time and time again in the middle of things when I'm freaking out, right? He's like, Latoya, why are you so afraid? Like, where is your faith? Like, I said that you're going to be fine. I, I've given you my word and I don't go back on my word. Like, why are you so afraid? And so when I look at peace, it brings up just a couple of things to mind, right? I think immediately of uh, Psalm 46, verse 10, where it says, you know, peace, be still, right? Be still and know that I am God. And when we look at this idea of being still, right? And knowing, be still, stop, try, stop striving, stop trying to figure it out, right? Don't try to force your will, force your way, force a solution, just stop, right? Stop striving. That speaks to that idea of rest that we talked about a couple of minutes ago when we were looking at what peace means. It means rest. It means quietness, right? That means stop. Stop striving. Stop trying to figure it out. Because when we do that, right, when we can be still and know, right, the thing that we know is not our circumstances. It's not even like what we think or what we can do. The thing that we know is the truth about God. Because when we are still and we know, then we have peace. Our security and our safety is always found in God, in Christ, right? In Jesus, right? Our, our security and our safety is not found in the money that we have in our bank account. No, it's found in the fact that God is Jehovah Jireh, that he is a provider, that he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. That's where our safety and security comes from. And I think this is what the disciples forgot in this story. Because if you go to another famous passage, um, we won't read there, but you know, check it out in your free time of the story of Peter walking on the water, right? We have a similar thing. Jesus and the disciples have been serving and ministering. Um, you know, they're winding down and Jesus goes off on his own just to like be alone with the father. And he sends the disciples on ahead and there's a storm brewing and Jesus is walking on the water to catch up, you know, with his crew and they freak out. It's a ghost, right? Like, okay, like how much time are you guys spending with God that you don't recognize Jesus walking towards you? But Peter does something that's so Peter, well, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out. And Jesus is like, all right, come on, Peter. And we know the story. What happens? Peter steps out of the boat. He starts to walk on the water and suddenly the waves and the storm catches his eye and he starts to sink. And he calls out to Jesus for help and he reaches down and picks him up. But different from this story here. In our first passage, Jesus goes out and he calms the sea. In the story of Peter walking on the water, he does not. He doesn't calm the sea. He doesn't speak to the waves. He doesn't speak to the wind. The only person he speaks to is Peter, right? He speaks to Peter. And he basically asks Peter the same question that he asked the disciples in this passage, right? Like, where's your faith? Where's your focus, right? And I think that this is so helpful for us because we often think when we are looking for peace, especially when nothing in our world makes sense, we are looking for the peace in the Mark passage where Jesus calms the storm. We're looking for Jesus to show up in our situation and go, shh, and for everything to calm down and for everything to be like kind of quiet and peaceful and like no more, you know, troubles, no more hard times, no more suffering. That's what we're looking for. But that's usually not what happens, right? Usually what we get is Peter walking in the water where we take our eyes off of the Lord and we are so focused on what's going on around us that we start to sink and we call out for help and he reaches up and picks us up. That's, that's what we normally get, right? Because you notice if you go back to that passage where Peter's walking on the water, the storm is still going. Nothing about Peter's circumstance has changed. Nothing. He's still 
out in the middle of the water. He's still in the storm, right? He's just, Jesus has reached down to pick him up right where he's at. And so this is where I want to kind of wrap up um, our talk today on peace. If we've talked about peace being this idea of rest and quietness and security and safety, um, we've looked at this idea of like not striving, not trying to figure it out, right? Because like, if we look at the truth, the disciples could not stop the storm. Only Jesus can. He was the only person that could stop that storm. He was the only person that could have stopped the storm when Peter's walking on the water, but he chose not to. And the same is for us. The only person that can stop the storm in our lives is God. And so what does it look like to have peace in the middle of our storms and in our hard times? Yes, sometimes it looks like our situation stopping and calming down and that season ending. But most of the time, it's going to look like us keeping our eyes on Jesus while everything rages around us. Because peace is not the absence of trouble. It is the assurance of God's presence with you while your entire life is falling apart. That is what real peace is. And as we are looking at peace in this Advent season of waiting for God to return, of waiting for him to enter our situation, waiting for him to come and give us guidance and direction or comfort or healing or whatever it is that we need in this season, and we want peace, it comes by keeping your eyes on Jesus, keeping your eyes on God, keeping your eyes on the truth so much that you don't even pay any attention to all of the chaos that's going on around you. So I'm going to pray real quick and I'm going to let us go. So Lord, I just want to thank you so much for your mercy, for your grace, for your peace that passes understanding. Lord, life is so hard. We hurt, we suffer, we make poor choices and we do it again and again and again. But you are with us through it all. And I am so grateful for that. And I just want to pray for the um, woman of God that's listening. I can hear the sound of my voice. God, I want to pray for her, for whatever her situation is right now, God, for whoever is involved, for however horrible or bad it is, however long it's been going on, Lord. I just want to speak peace to her heart, Lord. Peace, not in that her situation is going to have a happy ending and, and it's all just going to stop. Because I know that you can do that, God. But I want her to be at peace even if you choose not to. Peace in knowing that you are hers, that she belongs to you, that you belong to her, and that you will never leave her nor forsake her, God. Peace in knowing that you are faithful, that you keep your promises. Even when we do not keep ours, God, you are always faithful. You don't change your mind about us. You don't take back your word. You are faithful. You are true. You are loving. You are kind, God. Help us to hold on to those truths as we walk through this season, God, so that we can truly, truly have the gift of peace because your word promises that you will give peace to the person whose mind is stayed on you. Help us to keep our eyes on you, God, not the storm, not the waves, not the wind, God. We love you. Amen. I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's episode. I pray it inspires you to draw closer to God. If so, would you stop and share this episode with someone that you know that's feeling weary right now? It would also be a huge blessing to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review in your podcast player. This will help women just like you find the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, sometimes life just plain sucks, but God is always there with you. Rest in that truth and find hope for your weary soul.